You're listening to the Stay Whole Podcast with me, Sanjay. My aim with this podcast is to help you to become whole again. Through these discussions, I will help you to eat, live and move better. This means eating a more balanced diet to nourish your body with the nutrients it needs. Living happier, healthier and more productive lives through managing stress, improving sleep and connecting with people. And to move your body the way it was designed to move, helping you to remain mobile and injury free. Thank you for joining me. Hello and welcome back to the Stay Whole podcast. This week, I speak to Elaine Bellew, who is a yoga instructor based in Dubai. I met Elaine while I was a group exercise instructor, and she was one of the regulars in my fitness class. Her story is a great example of finding something that you're really passionate about and making that an integral part of your life. Like all stories, there's a pivotal turning point. And for Elaine, this was when she suffered a cycling accident that led her into the world of corrective exercise and Pilates. Having witnessed the power of Pilates in her rehabilitation, she found yoga and the love affair began. After a few years of practicing yoga alongside her other fitness interests, she took a leap of faith and left her family behind and travelled to India for a month to undergo her yoga teacher training. Her story will resonate with so many who have all been at this junction at some stage in our life. We talk about her international travel experiences from backpacker through to living in all corners of the world, meeting her husband in Australia and how they came to settle in Dubai. Her experience with physical activity and exercise and why yoga has made a big impact on her life. Hope you enjoy this episode. Here is Elaine Bellew. Um, Elaine, thank you very much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Sanjay. Good to be here. Good to speak to you. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? it has. um, and just, just for everyone who's listening, um, you and I, uh, we know each other from uh, from my time in Dubai. You're still you're still in Dubai, and um, you used to you you came to some of my classes, didn't you? That's how that's I how did. the relationship started. Yeah. So I, I I reached out to to Elaine because I was in interested in her journey, and 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 we'll talk about that in a little bit. She's now uh, transitioned into becoming a, a yoga practitioner and a yoga teacher, but it wasn't something that she was doing at the time so I guess I want to talk about that a little bit later on but I think uh, for for the benefit of others and also the benefit for me because I haven't spoken to you for a while and this is one of the reasons I like doing this podcast is that I get to reach out to people that I've met along my own journey and I get to catch up with them and find out what they're doing and you know it's interesting to me and whether other people find interesting or not I don't know I'm I'm sure they will Um, so give us a quick sort of a very brief sort of overview of you know who you are and what, what journey you've gone through to get to where you are today Okay, well, I'm married. Um, I live in Dubai. I've got two teenage children. I've been here for the last 15 years. I left the UK 28 years ago, which makes me sound wow. really old. I know. I'm very, very young when I left. Um, and I went backpacking. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I just knew I didn't want to spend my weekends you know, doing the same thing week after week. I wanted to go out and explore. So and I was always interested in food, different cultures. And I went on a holiday, a family holiday to the Far East. And I thought, that's it. Next year, I'm leaving. I'm going to go back. I'm going to save up. I'm going to leave and go traveling. So that's what I did. Almost a year to the day. And I didn't go back. <laughs> where, did, where did you end up? So I travelled through Southeast Asia, ended up in Australia, and that's where I met my husband. And then we travelled 
further, we went to Indonesia, through Malaysia, and then we ended up back in, um, in Hong Kong. So we stayed there for three years. I trained to be an English teacher there, which was great, really enjoyed living there. And then um, work brought us to Hong Kong, uh, to Dubai, sorry. Right, this is your husband's work, right? Yeah. So we, we actually left. We decided that we needed a change. So we went back to the UK, we got married, and then we headed to Dubai for the first time. For the first time. Yeah, that was in 98. Um, so we were there for about a year and then Qatar. And then we did a year in the UK when our daughter was born. And then off we went again to America this time for three years. And then back to Dubai for work. Wow. I, I didn't realize you'd, you'd been to America either. So there you mm-hmm. go. I learned something uh, in that as well. So that's quite, that's quite a journey, isn't it? So you've been, you've been away from your home country for, 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 for a good a part time. of your life. Yeah. Yeah. A good, good I've part been of your life. more than I've been in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's and that's quite strange, isn't it, for a lot of people. I think when I was living in Dubai, I was wait. I, I think that's what was going to happen to me. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to that point where I'm away from the country that I was born in longer than I, I lived there. But uh, didn't, didn't turn out that way. So you've obviously seen quite a lot. You've experienced a lot, different cultures, different experiences, and that's obviously something between yourself and your family has has, has kept you and engaged and, and wanting to live this this expat this expat life um you clearly have enjoyed it and and, and you know your time in dubai um has reflected that uh, i guess i want i want to touch on your personal experience with health and fitness because obviously that's the reason we're here today to talk about that Wh- where what part has health and, and being fit played in your life you know from up, up until now mate has it always been a part of your life when you you know when you were that backpacker and, and going through your journey what was your what was your experience like then i think obviously when you're younger you you fit in, you don't really think about doing structured exercise. Well, I didn't anyway, and I don't think it was a big thing then either. Um, I was always active, so I always enjoyed walking, cycling, swimming. Uh, I was quite adventurous, I suppose, but I never actually went into a gym. But it wasn't really a big thing then. Right. So I, I suppose... I didn't really think of it as exercise. It was just more being active. Okay, that's that's interesting because that's something that I've been talking about recently in that I think too many people do think of exercise. When you say the word, and, and let's look, if you look up the definition of exercise, it is exactly that. It's a period of time that you are dedicating to doing movement. And there are so many other ways that we can do exercise if you want to call it that just by doing other movements by you know staying you know going for walks and cycling and gardening and all these other things and and so you know as a young person that you were doing those things just to to stay active rather than you know structured exercise at what at what point did that change at what point did you did you say to yourself i i because you know i met you in a gym and you were going to fitness classes and doing crazy things like tabata and you know yeah. these high intensity interval classes so at what point did you did you say to yourself right i want to i want to start doing structured exercise well i think when we were in america we had two young children so then it still wasn't structured I would just grab any time that I had. So I'd drop my daughter off at nursery, take my son, put him in the buggy and go for a run or a walk. And then when we moved to Dubai, they started going to school. And so I had more free time. And obviously the climate in Dubai means you do a lot of indoor exercises a lot of the year. I still like to be outside. I would do boot camps on the beach, in the parks and walk as much as I could 
but obviously it gets to a point where it's just too hot and you have to move inside and I just started to do classes okay so it was just it was just a case of <clears throat> I've got more time now so I can uh, get, and I guess any parent can relate to that. And I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that day of bliss when, uh, when, 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 when my daughter is at school full time, and uh, you know, you, you, you suddenly think that oh, I've got a little, a little bit more time on my yeah. hands, even though I'm sure it doesn't doesn't feel that way. And I know when she's at nursery, the day just flies by. But so for you, it was that oh, I've got, I've got more time now. I you know, and, and moving to Dubai, you're quite right. You know, it's it's a warm, it's a very hot climate there for the majority of the year. So we asked, we did spend a lot of time uh, indoors, inside gyms, and doing things. So that was it. Was just simply uh, the, the the environment uh, was conducive to you doing exercise indoors as opposed to being outdoors. Yeah, and it's a way to meet people as well. So it's very sociable. You know, you'd have that window from dropping the kids off to maybe twelve, twelve thirty initially. So you go and do a class and then just sit and have a coffee and get to know people. Yeah, and that's one thing I did like about Dubai in the culture there. It was, you know, it was very. Uh, if you if you knew where to go and where to go, and the gym, for for example, was a very very good place to to create those social connections um particularly you know for those parents those you know let's be honest it's usually mothers uh, it wasn't always mothers but it was usually the you know, mothers who were uh, you know uh, st- who stayed at home and therefore the gym was a great place for people to come and connect and meet people and, and you know you create some some really good social circles there and even you know to this day i'm still in touch with people that i met in that period so i think that that connection is important because it dubai can feel like a little bit of a lonely place right i don't, I don't know if that's just me but I, I think it can be unless you do try to create that that connection with other people that have similar interests to yourself yeah you need to put yourself out there a bit make the effort yeah yeah you do you do and it, and and going to the gym and, and exercising not only does that obviously serve all the other benefits that we know exercise does but from a, a social connection from a mental wellness and, and mental health perspective as well it's uh it, it's a very it's very conducive to that um so Started doing classes. Is it your typical group exercise classes? You know, your body pumps, your, your yeah, RPM, circuits, boot camps, RPM, those sorts of things. Yeah, did you enjoy doing that? Did you enjoy doing that? Coming from you know being an active outdoorsy person, then suddenly going inside. Um, I did. I'd never done weights before, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and Tabata. Yeah, I really enjoyed your Tabata classes, Sandra. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you, you didn't look like you did at the time. Yeah, I think you know it's going to be hard work but at the end of it you're going to feel great and that's what motivates you to do it really yeah and I'll, i have to say that elaine you 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 one of those a group of a few who every class i mean i mean every class you would be there without fail you know it would be uh, and if you weren't there it would be like where's elaine you know, it was <laughs> you it was it was you it was juliet um, it was, um, oh God, I'm being tested. Elmira, Carolyn. Elmira, Carolyn, and um, Evelyn. Evelyn, that's it. And I'm thinking of one other one other lady. Forget now. anybody, Jill, Jill. Jill, that's the lady. That's yeah. the lady. Thinking, Jill. Sorry, Jill, I've forgotten your name. Um, yeah, so there was that. There was that group of you. There's probably a few more I've forgotten. But um, and Julie, time to time when she was um, when, when she wasn't teaching, um, who I Julie's someone I interviewed earlier in, in my podcast uh, series. But yeah, so there was this group of you that were just nonstop. You would turn up <laughs> every single class, and I and 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 that was great for me because it just felt made me feel like, oh, yeah, people I, people must enjoy what I'm doing. But I was. I don't think I'd ever been 
actually, no, I, I don't think I'd been ever been that dedicated myself when I was training. So I was just fascinated and saying, wow, these people, these, these, these women are really, really into it. Um, <laughs> they're I- really, uh, well, no, I did. I, I, I and, and it, I guess that motivated me to make the classes more varied and more interesting and, and more, you know, more structured. And, and it just, it gave me, you know, I didn't want you to be coming every week and it being the same thing over and over again, because that can get boring. So, um, it was a, it was fascinating. It was a fascinating dynamic. And then obviously you guys, you know, developed a very strong, uh, friend circle as well. You maybe hang out after the classes and, and, and do all of those sorts of things. So that, you know, that just, added on to the the experience of it all so yeah. um so yeah so those classes were yeah pretty intense but um yeah you yeah. obviously did it did, did, did enjoy them um did you did you see what well not did you what changes did you see in your own health and your own fitness as a result of of going to these classes well you feel better straight away and it just means that any activities that you do outside of that you feel better doing it. You don't feel as tired, more energy. Yeah. So the, it's, it's that uh, the mental health benefits are there. Yeah. Clearly, it de-stresses you. And once that, you, once you get that de-stressed feeling, it just you just feel like you can do more. You can t- take on more, and and and, you, and yeah, you're right. You don't get run down by the the rigors of the day and, and of life. And I think yeah. that's one of the yeah. I think uh, that's one of the underrated parts of of exercise i think people Definitely. tend to think yeah people tend to think about exercise and they think oh i'm going to do exercise to lose weight oh i need i need to, i need to do exercise to get fitter but actually just getting up and doing some sort of movement is just going to make you feel better you know and and how, who doesn't want to feel better right we all want to feel better in, in our minds and in our in our day-to-day lives and and have better energy levels and that's a that's obviously the one that I find puzzles people because there's, I say, you know, I talked to them about this when I was a, when I was teaching and when I was a trainer in that you'll, you'll, you'll increase your energy levels and they're like, well, how am I going to increase my energy levels? So I'm going to spend an hour spending all my energy and that, 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 that equation doesn't make sense, but you do, right. You do feel that you just have more energy to do, to tackle more in your day. Definitely. Because you could wake up in the morning and feel terrible, but you know that when you've done that class, you're going to feel much, so much better. And that's what makes you keep going, really. Obviously, the weight loss, looking better is there, but it is how you feel. If that's someone's motivation for getting them back into the gym or getting them back out to go for a walk or whatever it might be, then that's as good as that's all you need, right? That's all you need. Don't all the other things, all the other things we talk about, the the fat loss, the weight loss, the looking better. For me, they're just good side effects. Yeah, exactly. And that'll come. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like you take a drug and there's going to be side effects. And in this case, the drug is you go out, you exercise, and the, the side effects are positive. You lose weight, you'll look better, you'll feel better, all these things. But yeah, the, 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 the key thing is you're doing it for yourself. It's it's a little bit of you time, right? I guess if you're a busy parent and you, you're dropping kids off to school, you're preparing lunches, dinners, your husband's working, it's, it's a busy life. So it's almost like, okay, this is time for me to do something for me. Yeah. And I think that's important. I think we all need to start thinking about that. And, and, I, and I put a couple of posts up recently about that to say, look, what have you done for yourself today? And, and, and it's important that we find that time to have that little bit of self-care and that little bit of self-preservation because it's very easy to get caught up in, in the modern world and, and, and not look after yourself and, and wanting to be present for others uh, all the time. Because if you feel better, then it filters through to everybody, the family, yeah. friends, everyone. 
Yeah, because it's a not has a knock on effect, right? And I've, I've I've seen this with my my daughter. You know, she's uh, just about to turn uh, three in August. But if if I've if I'm not feeling in a in the most positive and the most great moods, and and I don't say anything, she knows I'm not. She can feel it, right? Daddy comes home and she's like, oh, do you know his dad's not in the best of moods? Or if dad comes home and he's really happy and I don't even have to say anything, she'll know they can sense it. So if they can sense it, others do sense it as well. So it has a profound impact on our relationships with other people, and not just on a personal level, but people that are in a professional capacity, people that go to work, they experience this as well. They say, you know, I have better relationships at work. I'm able to handle the stresses of work a little bit better. So it's, it's, it's really huge. And I think that's one side of, of, of physical activity that um, we can all benefit. Look, we don't have to, I want to just be clear. We're talking about Elaine and this group of people doing these crazy, you know, Tabata and high intensity interval training classes, but you don't have to go down that route, right? We, we, you, you can do, you can go for a walk and, and have similar benefits. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It might take a bit longer to get the, the, the side effects, you know, the, the weight loss and the, the looking good. It's still going to happen, right? It's not not going to happen. It just might take a little bit longer. When did um, when did yoga start to come into it? Because when I when I first met you, I don't know, you correct me if I'm wrong, it, you weren't doing any... Oh, you were doing... Actually, no, I, I am wrong. You were doing Pilates with Julie. Is that right? Yeah, so I had um, a cycling accident and I couldn't do all those crazy classes. Um, and the physio suggested that I started to do parties. And I'd never done anything like that before. Um, I wasn't interested in doing anything that's slow. <laughs> um, so I started to do that and I really enjoyed it. Completely different to anything I'd done before. And then um, they introduced yoga classes at the gym. So I started to do that. And that's how I got into yoga and I just loved it. What was it about yoga that that you enjoyed because like I said it's very different from what you were doing already yeah can you can you put your finger on what it was yeah it was so different it's slowing right down and really noticing your body you really start to learn about your body and just bringing that awareness to who you are uh, there's a lot of strength involved still but it was it was different because you're not like constantly bouncing around or anything I, at the end of it I felt I just felt great yeah. So again, it's that mental health benefit, isn't it? And yeah. it's, it, and that slowing down is important, I think, in modern life, but for everyone. And and yoga certainly gives you a chance to do that. Um, so so it's interesting. Again, this is something I, I, this is why I like to, to talk about people's stories because there's often an event or an action or something that happens that leads us down a certain path and you know for you it was that cycling accident you know and that cycling accident introduced you into pilates uh, and then from there you, you decided when the yoga classes started oh well, i'm gonna i've done i knew pilates and then you know, i hear about yoga and pilates in the same breath let me try yoga and then in fast forward here you are as a, as a yoga teacher so you know, it's always, always, there's always something that jolts our, you know, inside of us to, to send us in a certain direction. Um, so it's interesting that, that that's what it was, was for you was that, that cycling uh, accident. And did the, did the Pilates or the yoga or the Pilates initially, did that help with your injuries from the cycling accident? Definitely. Yes. I really enjoyed, but I do still enjoy Pilates, but um, they tended to clash on the timetable. So I started <laughs> to do the yoga and that was it. I just loved it. And I was doing it most days really. Okay, so it was the yoga was the thing that really sort of floated your boat. It sort of really triggered something inside, uh, and 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 that that that's what kind of captured you to to go into that um, down that path as opposed to any, any other path. Yeah, it seemed like it was 
it completes and com- complements all the other exercise as well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that whole body, you know, it's a whole body experience. Um, as you quite rightly said, you know, there's a lot, and I want to stress this, there is a lot of strength work in yoga. Don't just think of it as sitting there breathing and, uh, you know, and doing stretches, but there's a, there's a lot of strength work, right? There's a, your weight bearing on your joints, on your wrists, on your ankles, your knees, um, balance, coordination. There's, there's so much going on in yoga and and that's one of the reasons that i do enjoy enjoy yoga um and in fact when i first started i was surprised at how challenging it was for me (laughs) (laughs) having you know having been a a quite a strong guy and lifting weights and i was like yeah i can do this and then just holding you know holding down dog for like you know count of 10 was 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 a struggle (laughs) so there's this huge benefits there physically uh as well as as well as mentally and, and you obviously experience those uh, what stage did you actually before we get into that um do you know when you started doing yoga were you aware of the you know how vast the world of yoga is in terms of you know people hear about different types you've got ashtanga and flow and this and that there's all different power yoga do, were you aware of this or you just kind of just went into it and, and just figured yourself figured it out what, what was your what was your thinking then no i wasn't aware of it i didn't really know anything about it i just thought it was for flexible people which is what a lot of people think it's just for flexible people. It's not something I've ever thought of doing before then. So no, I didn't know the different types of yoga. But I started to do, there was Hatha yoga at the gym and there was a vinyasa flow. So I tried both. But there was a whole new thing for me. This is where it gets a bit confusing for people in that people that are trying to, to maybe start, they kind of looking, oh, well, I don't know what type, what kind of yoga do I need to do? And I think, I think the first thing we have to establish, and you said it there, is it's not just for flexible people. In fact, it's probably more, it's going to benefit people that more benefit more people that are not flexible. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to those that are flexible. So I think that's the, the first thing. Then, and, and, and this is why I like about, this is what I like about, I guess, any exercise really that there's always a, there's always an entry point for anyone. It doesn't matter what your level is. There's an entry point for everyone. If you want to do Olympic lifting, there's an entry point for you. If you want to do, you know, indoor cycling, then you can just join a cycling class. You know, if you want to do Tabata, there's a, there's a, there's regressions on every single exercise. And, 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 and this is what I like. So I think people throwing up obstacles about, you know, difficulty or I'm not good enough. And I think that's something that, uh, needs to be needs to be addressed, um, and I think gyms and fitness professionals take need to take some of that responsibility as well. You know, we we are the ones who are you know portraying exercise and and, and putting it out there. And if you're you know not in- allowing encompassing all levels of people into your groups or into your class, then you're you're pushing people away. And I think that's what maybe puts people off, right? Uh, I've Definitely. seen that in the gym. Sure. That's that's something I try to do with my classes is make it all inclusive. So there's always options, for, like you said, for every level. Because that's yoga is about unity, means unity. So it's bringing people together. So if you're, you know, doing excluding people, then that's it's not the meaning of yoga, is it? No, no, absolutely. And that, that's something that um, in a yoga type class, I guess in any class, it can be off-putting for someone. Um, and I, I saw this in my in my cycling classes and my my Tabata classes that someone new would come in, and even though you do show people regressions and different levels of exercise, they would look around and they would see people doing these really advanced movements or going at a really high intensity in, in something like Tabata or cycling, and just think, well, I can't do that. So this is not for me. And, you know, that's a shame because I think, you know, uh, 
that 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 person's maybe not been. It's not their. It's not that person's fault. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not their fault. But we they they blame themselves. I've been there. I mean, when I first I remember when I first started doing CrossFit, you know, when this CrossFit craze was was sweeping across the world, and I was going to these classes. I was like, oh my god, I can't do half the things these guys and girls are doing around me. I I'm, I'm no good. I can't do this. And then I stopped. Then I you know, I stopped going for a while. And then I just thought, no, come on, you just have to find your entry point, like we were talking about. Exactly. Yeah, because everybody starts somewhere. Well, exactly. Right. Every, a world champion had had a, had. A, took their first steps and, and, and took their first uh, you know moment in, in doing their sports so you just got to find the entry point and and if the instructor or the the environment around you is not conducive to that then you need to find something that does work for you right and I, and I think this is the important thing about fitness is like anything there's something for everyone and you're not going to like every single instructor you're not going to like the way they teach and, and and that's okay it's okay for it to be that way you don't have to sort of fall into this is this mold um, but you just got to find what works for you and uh, find the environment that's right for you. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Like just forget about what anybody else is doing and just focus on you. you can, you're always going to find somebody who's can't do it as well as you or somebody who does it better than you or, you know, seemingly. But don't, don't worry about that. Just focus on what you're doing. Yeah, and, and group exercise is strange because, you know, you are doing your exercise in front of other people. Um, but what you've got to remember is those other people are focusing on their exercise. They're not looking at you. Um, and and, and I, I certainly know from my own personal experience in going, attending classes, I wasn't worried about other people. I was just trying to focus on, you know, pushing myself hard. And, and if other people were there, fine, great. It, it, didn't, it didn't really matter to me. It was nice that other people were there because that's the whole point of group exercises community is bringing people together and it's, you know, going through something hard and, and challenging together and then feeling good at the end of it as a group. But yeah, don't worry about what other people are, are doing or what they're saying or, you know, just be yourself just and, uh, it, yeah. Yeah, and just get on with it. Yeah, like <laughs> so you were doing yoga, you're still doing your other, your other fitness classes. But I remember even then you, you were focusing a lot on the, on the yoga and, and going into classes. And I think that's when I kind of moved away uh, to, to, to Abu Dhabi. What made you want to dis- well, what made you want to take the big step of, of training yourself to become a yoga teacher? Cause that's quite significant. Yeah. Well, right from the beginning, I really, I knew it was because some, some, it was something I was going to always do. I loved it that much. Really? So when you when you first started doing yoga, you yeah. just you just you just thought, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. Wow. Well, okay. I was hooked, and I wanted to learn more. And my husband was very encouraging, and he said, you know, why don't you? Because I talked about doing a, a teach training course, and he said, why don't you do it? So I, you know, put up all the obstacles, and then he kind of took them down. I just said, go for it, do it. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you, right? So you just decided that that was it. You were gonna you were gonna uh, train yourself up and do the do the teacher training. Tell us about that process of of teacher training. Uh, where did you do it? How did you go about finding it? What was the what was the process that you went through? Okay, so I started to research, and it was deciding whether I was going to do it in Dubai or travel to India. That's where I wanted to go to do it because if you do it in Dubai, you tend to do it over maybe six months at weekends. You know, so I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that on the weekend, take up the whole weekend. I wanted to go away and be immersed in it. So just just for those, sorry to, to interrupt me, Elaine, for those that don't know, what does the teacher training involve? I mean, what, what you know, you mentioned in Dubai, you do it over a number of weekends. And if you go to India, you can kind of immerse yourself. So what's the time scale in terms of hours, weeks, and what, how does it work? Yeah, it's a 200-hour course. Um, so I was away for a month. So that was a big deal 
for me to go away. I'd never left the family for that length of time. I'd done a week before here and there. But to go for a whole month and leave my husband in charge, it was a big deal. I mean, that was that was a really hard part of it, actually. So I just, he said, it's fine, we'll all be fine. And so I started researching. I found a place. I went to Goa. So you went to you went to Goa and you did your, your teacher training in, in Goa, which is a, a beautiful part of India, if no one's, if anyone has there yeah, yeah obviously right it's now amazing. it's fairly easy to get to from here yes so i, I really fancy going to the himalayas or somewhere that it's just big journey so i just thought i'll go to goa i'm on my own so it's fairly straightforward so so you go to goa and you're so you're staying there for a month right and then ha, ha, you're staying in a they're called ashrams right is that right am i, am I saying using the right words here so you have the yoga shala yeah there's probably different words for it but and we were kind of in beach huts. There were eight ladies, just which was great because it was just a small group. Really lovely ladies. We all got on really well. And so we did like six and a half days a week. So it's quite quite full on. It's quite yeah, it's quite intense, right? So the long days. What what, what time does the day start? What time does it finish? It varies depending on the place that you choose. But we would start. Uh, we'd have a two-hour practice at seven o'clock in the morning before breakfast, and then. We'd break for breakfast and then we'd have um, a philosophy class. Then we'd have lunch and then we'd have an anatomy class. And then we'd have another two-hour practice and we'd have a class where we the art of teaching. So breaking down the poses and we would practice that with each other. Right. And when you were going through this this process of learning the the art of teaching and learning the anatomy and the anatomy side as well, I don't know how I, I've not. Uh, my, my wife was looking into yoga teaching uh, a while before we had our, our, our baby, but um, uh, yeah, I do remember looking at the anatomy side, and that that can be quite daunting for some people. How how did you find that? It was interesting. It was always a tough one because it was just after lunch, after lunch <laughs> and everything took place in the yoga shower, so it was it's quite hot. But it was, it was interesting, but yeah, a lot to learn. I've been through training courses before in something that I thought, oh, I really want to do that. And then I do the training and I'm just like, oh, actually, this is not this is not what I thought it was going to be. So how was that for you? Was it Did it hook you in more? How, how was the, the process for you? Yeah, definitely. I loved it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was one of the best experiences I've had. Um, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. It was very strong in the philosophy of yoga. We had a great teacher for that. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's tiring, but the group was very supportive. We, you know, we helped each other. Yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. Uh, and I think again, you mentioned it was a small group, and I think that's really important as well when you are trying to learn a new skill. You know, you want to you know, you want to get that attention to detail from the the instructors or the instructor that's teaching you. And sometimes, if you walk into an environment where you've got you know thirty people and, and one or two instructors, it's very hard, isn't it, to get that engagement? But Definitely. You know, yeah. Seven, seven? Did you say seven or eight? Eight, including me. We were really lucky, actually. Very lucky. Yeah. So having a group of eight, that's amazing. And uh, do you still keep in touch with, with any of those ladies? Yeah, we have um, several groups, you know, like WhatsApp groups, Facebook messenger groups, yeah. Yeah, so again, you're just increasing your social connection. And, and I think this is, uh, again, something that is, uh, I talk about when we talk about habits and things like that, is that, you know, having an environment around you of not just things, but people that have similar interests to you. You know, I think if you are trying to go on this health journey and, and you're surrounded by, and uh, this is 
this is definitely an example from Dubai, right? Because I used to have many, many personal training clients. And one of their biggest objections to sticking to a, an eating, a way of eating or sticking to training would be, oh, yeah, but Sanjay, you know, as soon as, as soon as it gets to Friday and I meet up with my friends and we go on a brunch and it's really, you know, I'm just not surrounded by people that like doing exercise. So it's, it's really hard for me when I'm not here with you to maintain my 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 positive, healthy attitude because everyone around me is just interested in drinking or eating and, 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 and that makes it hard. And I think if you can find a, a group of, of people that are like-minded, and again, that's why coming to the gym is, is such a great place because you've got other people there who might be having the same problem, might be having the same struggles, and you can you can meet with these people and you can engage with them. And then you, know, you have your social groups. You have, you know, again, we have technology. I've talked about technology before. It's a good thing. It's also a bad thing. But the good thing about it is, is you can find these groups and you can you can engage and it can just, you immerse yourself in that world of, of yoga, of health, of health and of, of being, feeling good. And it's it makes it easier to 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 do it right it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make it hard because you you're talking about it you're engaging with it the people that you're with want to do it you know you go to lunch with these people whether it's the, the pilates group or your yoga group and it just creates an environment and it creates an identity and i think that's important uh, for anyone is to create that identity of so i am someone who does yoga you know not i am someone that wants to do yoga i am someone that does yoga i now you're you have the identity of i am a yoga teacher how i'm interested once you qualified from from the the teacher training how long before you started teaching a, a class okay so i came back i arrived on december the 22nd from India. So obviously it was Christmas and family time. Um, and then I started teaching friends in January. Yeah, so mostly friends. So pretty much straight away. I didn't want to wait. I wanted to get straight get into straight. it really. Yeah. And that, I think that's important. I think it's well. What I've what I've seen before is people they go on these these training courses to become an instructor or to become something, and they 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 are lacking the confidence or they're lacking the identity. I.e., they're like, yes, I've I've got I've got the piece of paper that says I can teach this, but I don't yet feel confident enough to teach it and that's more coming from you just haven't you are I want I'm someone that wants to teach yoga as opposed to I am someone that can teach yoga and I think the sooner you do it first of all from a skills perspective we know that you know if you've got new information in your head you need to sort of apply it straight away otherwise the time is you know that it kills it kills off that momentum um, and getting into it straight away is important so you were just doing free classes with groups of friends is that how you were yeah, running it? initially yeah and I think everybody struggles with the confidence anyway in the beginning because it's a whole new thing you know one you know you're on the other side on your map being taught and then you're the teacher you're teaching it's totally different were you nervous teaching your first class yes <laughs> <laughs> good you should be yeah. you should be nerves, nerves are good Nerve, nerves are good it motivates you it helps you it makes you makes you uh make sure you do the right things and and makes you, you know, it gives you that little bit of motivation and it also means it's important to you right if you, yeah if you absolutely that. My nerves, just like you said to me before you started this conversation. Oh, I'm a bit nervous. It's like, good. <laughs> it means it means something to you, um, and and I'm sure people don't can't tell that you sound nervous. <laughs> when did you start to get paid? I mean, you know, not that it's all about money, but you know, that, I guess that's the the transition from doing free classes to okay, now I I'm actually worth something here, and I you know I want to do this and 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 get paid for it. Where when did that transition happen? Probably after a couple of months. 
Okay, it's quite remember, soon. Yeah, well, one of the teachers that we had on the course in India said, don't keep offering things for free because people don't always see the value. So at some point, it's your time. There's value to what you're offering. You need to start, you know, charging. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with the, with that teacher. That's very very important. I think you know you've you've spent the time and the effort and the, you know all, all all of that uh, energy into going over to India and, and and doing it. And yes, okay, there's a there's an element of you doing it for yourself. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing you didn't decide to become a yoga teacher because you were like, oh, I'm going to make loads of money and I want to earn money as a yoga teacher. That wasn't the motivation, right? No, the motivation it's a passion, was. For sure. Yeah, it's a passion. It's a hobby. And again, I talk about hobbies all the time when we talk about stress and mental health. I won't go over it too, in too much detail now, but it's so important. So the mode, so you've spent that energy there. And I think when you're then teaching others, yes, like anything, you know, you, you start doing things for free. And that's the way you know, I started doing personal training. I was giving away, I was doing free sessions just like you with friends and people. And then, and then you work you out. But yeah, at some point you have to say, look, I am worth something. I've, I, I, I am valued and, and what I have to say does have value. So I need to start, you know, uh, making sure that if I'm going to dedicate my time, there's a little bit of reward there. And you know, that's just the way the world works. That's, that's capitalism, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not easy. I, I really struggle with taking money for it, but I'm getting better at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone does. I think everyone does, and, 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 and maybe not everyone, but some people are wired with that that business mind, and they they you know they go out and they see things and they look at things. They're oh, I'm going to monetize this this way, and then you, you I mean I see it on the social media all the time now, and it's uh, it's crazy, and I'm and I'm completely rubbish, and I'm sitting here doing this podcast for free, and it was like oh you got advertising and this, and I'm like oh, I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. I just like talking to people. I like talking about health and fitness, and and right now that's kind of where I'm at, and you know. COVID-19's meant I've got a lot more time in my hands. I'm sat at home. So why not rather than, you know, watching Netflix for, for, for eight hours of the day. So, um, yeah, it is hard. It is hard. But once you, once you make that step and again, it just reinforces that identity and saying, Oh, people are prepared to pay me for this. And that felt good. So I'll just keep, keep doing it and then keep going. And you actually get some people will say, I need to pay you for this. How much can I pay you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's that's a that's a that's an important step uh, for for anyone that's embarking on their own on their own journey. With regards to you know the, the teaching aspect of it, are you teaching small? Are you teaching small groups still? Is that how how is your how what's the structure of your of your teaching at the moment? Yeah, small groups, but obviously due to the situation currently, I'm teaching via Zoom. Okay, so everything's online. Yeah, so it maybe be up to ten people in a class so that was a whole new learning curve as well <laughs> yeah again for everyone right just suddenly going everything going online and and uh, having to do things differently but again you know you just you just push on and you, you, you do adapt. your best yeah you just adapt to, to the environment and the situation that we're in are you uh, you focus on a particular style of yoga a particular type of yoga yes try to name your style it's a funny thing so i'd say it's a flow definitely a flow but it's it's not a fast flow. So explain to people what flow, what what flow, what we mean when we say flow in yoga. It's a series of poses linked together, which creates the flow. So yeah, whereas a hatha yoga class, you would do several rounds of sun salutations and then follow that by separate poses. 
whereas a flow, you're linking the poses together. If that makes sense? Yeah, it makes no, no, it makes sense. To, I was just trying to think of an analogy, and the only one I can think of is is it's like if you speed, if you sped up, if you watch someone doing flow yoga and you sped it up, it almost looks like a dance. Yes, that, that, uh, yeah, yeah. that was the next thing I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, it's so, like a dance. It's kind of meditative as well. Yeah, which I, I, that, I love that. Yeah, I, 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 and I remember when I first started doing yoga, flow yoga was something I really struggled with because as a guy, two left feet, coordination was really bad and going transitioning from one move into another. And it's not that it's fast or anything. Like you said, a lot of fl- you say you do your slowly, but there is this, there is this nice pattern to it and, and it takes a little bit of getting used to. But yes, okay, so you've got the flow side. So that's where you you focus on the flow, um, linking movements together um, in order to create this one master master type movement, which is interesting. And then you've got the Hatha style, which is more, more traditional. Is that fair to say? Yes, it is more traditional. I suppose that's like the basis of all yoga is Hatha yoga. Yeah, so you have different styles. You've got traditional Hatha then... Um, so many now. <laughs> Yeah, vinyasa, vinyasa, ashtanga, and yeah, then you get into the realms of hot Silliness. yoga, and whether you, yes, yeah, so yeah, well, we can, we won't have that discussion today, but yeah, you, we could, we could have that discussion, but yeah, there's, there's so many different, different offshoots of it um, now, but yeah, trying to, you're just trying to stick to the, the, the real principles of, of yoga. Really thinking about where you're placing that hand, that foot, and noticing how you feel as you do it as well. It's not just flying through the motions it's really tuning in and thinking about what you're doing awareness yeah awareness yeah where just keeps coming up it's being aware of what you were doing and it's not just about again this frustrated me when i worked in gyms when i would look before i say this i'm gonna uh, i don't want to offend people but and if you're doing this it's absolutely fine just remember that at some stage you might have to change but when you go into gyms and you see television screens and people are just tuned they're zoned out and watching the television and they're you know they're on the treadmill or on the on the bike i'm just like you're not you're you're not your brain is just sitting there watching the tv you're not even aware of the fact that you're you're on a bike and and how much uh, you know, look, we just said at the beginning, movement is movement, physical activity is physical activity. So yes, it's good. But I think at some point you have to start becoming aware of your movement and what you're doing. And I think something like yoga, um, even Pilates for that matter, I think is very, very good at creating that awareness because the way that it's taught, if it's taught correctly, of course, there are, you know, as in any walk of life, there are pe- teachers that are good. There are teachers that are not so good. But if it's taught correctly, um, and this is how I try to structure my own personal training sessions and focusing on that technique. What should it feel like when I do X? So you mentioned placing my hand down in this place. What should it feel like when I turn my foot out this way or when I reach up my hand over this? What should it feel like when I'm at the bottom of a squat? You know, and, and I think if you can start to bring feel that more. awareness. Yeah. yeah, you bring that awareness to someone and like, oh yeah, actually. And it's almost that aha moment, isn't it, for that for that for that person? Oh yes, I can feel that, and it, you know, because often people are, and I've heard this in I've heard this in yoga uh, a lot. Uh, so someone's in a pose, and and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing it, but I can't feel anything." Yeah, and 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 sometimes you you can feel something. Sometimes you there isn't anything to feel, but I think you just have to go onto that uh, without getting too deep with it. But you have to find find another level of awareness and just yes. understand that that there's there's the the thing that you can feel on the outside, but there's also something you can inside. feel on the inside. Absolutely, yeah. And I think once you start to practice yoga as well, for me, the awareness that yoga brought, it 
then filters to everything that I do. So all the exercise that I do now, it's brought a new, fresh awareness because of yoga. Yeah, I 100% agree. When I, I, I came back to the UK, I trained as a, a reformer Pilates instructor. And again, um, having spent years and years in, in physical activity and exercise, just then I again found this different awareness of when I was doing my normal gym routine or my even when I was running, for example. And that's the, where I saw the biggest change, actually, when I started doing Pilates and then I started running. I started becoming aware of all these muscles. We, we talk about and we teach and even in yoga you talk about the smaller muscles that you're working you know your glutes and you're around your hip areas and all these stabilized muscles when I was running I suddenly started becoming aware of them and I was aware of my posture when I'm sitting um you know these sorts of things you just start to you, and often you know in other before this you probably didn't go through life thinking about these things it makes you aware of everything you do right i think when we talk about we talk about diet people often say you know we hear this all the time oh yeah it just happened sanjay i opened a bag of whatever it was or a packet of biscuits and before i knew it they were all gone I don't know how it happened you know we we don't have this awareness or i just have a craving and i can't help it well if you can increase the awareness in your life and it if it can even if that's coming from physical activity then that can translate into other parts of your life you can start to become more aware of your actions and yes you may still have that craving but what you might become aware of is oh i'm having a craving here maybe it's not not the right time to 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 indulge that craving and then you can step away whereas if you you hadn't had that awareness before you know it you're you know your 10 bags of crisps deep that's it it's like becoming aware of it and being able to step back from it and observe your behavior. And then once you can observe it, you can change it. And it's, it is changing habits, a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why I think physical activity in, in any form is good for everyone because it's a, it's a great first step in changing habits because the fact that you're actually engaging in physical activity itself that's a habit right that could be a new habit for a lot of us but that's a habit that you are creating why are you creating it well again you'll have your underlying motivations whether that's you know whether you're focusing on the outcome fine or whether you're focusing on i just need to do something for myself but the fact that you're doing it is creating a habit and then from there there's this whole new world of other the other side of it which you know you can start to to it can start to impact you know, in our daily life where before in your work life in your professional life in your personal life at home as a parent um becoming aware of all these things it just it's the ripple effect yeah it has that has a knock-on effect doesn't it and i think that for, for a lot of people is a is a huge benefit of uh, of doing something for something like this and, and even now in the program that i teach you know it's, it's just about raising awareness for people that are pre-diabetic at risk of type 2 diabetes and just saying to them hey look just need to be aware that these foods, this this activity, this 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 is what stress is. Um, this is what happens when you don't sleep. Just be aware of it, and once you know, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. You know, staying up, you know, late at night, and you know, and and only getting four or five hours sleep is going to have an impact on my diabetes risk or some some other type of risk. Um, and once you just put that to people and let them digest that information that the way they want to it resonates it has an impact on them because they relate part of their life that that's meaningful to them um so i think if you haven't if people are out there struggling with whether it's creating habits changing habits you know uh, building new habits i think just starting with awareness of, of some of, in some way shape or form and i think exercise is a great way to do that again if it's taught correctly if it's done in the right way um it's a great place to start definitely talking about starting if somebody's listening to this and they have 
always been interested in yoga or they're, they're thinking about it. What, what is a, what are good ways that people can, you know, take their first steps into, you know, trying yoga or, 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 yeah. What, what can they do? Okay. Well, see what's available in your area, see what different classes are on and go and try different classes, different styles, different teachers, and just see who resonates with you. So go from there. And then when you actually come to the practice, forget about being flexible. It's, a, it's more about having a flexible and open mind. Don't worry about what anyone else is doing. Focus on what you're doing and just do what you can. Don't think, oh, I couldn't do this and that was really hard. Just focus on what you can do, not what you can't do. I love that. I love that focusing on what you can do and not, and not what you can't do because it's often we focus on the things that we can't do and it's, oh, I can't do that, I can't do that. And then your brain just, that's what your brain hears. And again, you're talking about environment. You're surrounding the environment in your brain, in your mind with negative thoughts of I can't do this, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then that's what's, you know, you're going to go around the rest of your day and your life thinking that way. So I think if you can flip that on its head and say, okay, well, look, I can do this and I, I can't, I can't touch my toes, but I can get this far down and that's okay. And again, there's, there's no rule that says you're a, a worse human being if you can't touch your toes. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It's not important. It's what, it's what you see on the way down. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so I like that. So you, your your advice is to to try different classes. And I think this is important because it's, we talked about the teacher and, and uh, relating to the teacher and, and having that relationship, but you're not going to know until you've tried different ways. And you can do all the research until the cows come home, but I think you just have to get out there and, and do it, right? And that's, that's the only way. And especially now with the way things are going and even even before this, but particularly now, every, everything's online, right? Most people are doing things online. So it's very easy to try different different types of instructors and different types of classes from the comfort of your own home there's some great websites uh, yoga websites where you can go you can get a month free you can go on there you can try so many different classes different styles yeah i think the, the message here is just do it just just go and try it and and you know um, give it a go you know, write down how you feel at the end of it or just just acknowledge how you feel and and just just keep keep find and, and find and if the first one you do does not yeah that, that was that was not that was terrible well you gotta keep you gotta come back again right you gotta keep trying it it's not gonna happen you're not gonna feel mate you might not feel all the benefits from that first very first time right it, it takes it takes time to just to get into that flow and get into that habit of um of of seeing the benefits but i i i think most people if they do the class right for the very first time they will feel that one thing that we said at the beginning of this conversation is that you will feel good yeah definitely very rarely does does anyone end a yoga class who's never done it before and think well that was rubbish i, I think even if they say it to you i think deep down inside something did resonate and i think that's important so just just don't worry about the process just focus on you know you know you're going to feel good um once you've once you've done it just like how you know when you were doing your uh, tabata and uh, in cycling class you knew i'm going to push myself i'm going to feel good and in this way if this is something new it could be quite daunting for someone so yes it's going to be new that's okay it's okay to feel that way again it's gonna the nerves are going to help you and it's going to motivate you um, but just focus on how it's going to make you feel yeah and that's just that's your experience you know it might not be you might not enjoy all of it you'll definitely enjoy the relaxation at the end the shavasana yes what's not to like about that <laughs> There is nothing. That's my favourite part of the whole class, though. And that's the only reason I used to do yoga. No. But yeah, absolutely. Just, but we laugh about it. But actually, for me, it was because at the time when I started doing yoga, I didn't. 
I never did that. I never had a moment in my day where I just did nothing, right? I never had a moment. I was always on the go. I was in the car. I was in the gym. I was with a client. I was eating. I was, you know, writing my next training program. But when I started doing yoga, it's the end. They get to, you get to the end of the class and it's like, okay, you just sit there, quiet, close your eyes, do nothing. I was like, oh, okay. I like this. Uh, yeah, this is this is quite nice. Yeah. And I and I would switch off. It was amazing. And I think it's like that for so many people. And I was the same. I never did anything where I actually slowed down mm. and stopped. It's like you go to yoga and it's like pressing a reset button. Yeah, absolutely. You really stop, notice how you feel, notice how you feel mentally, emotionally, physically, and really bring awareness to you. And that's something that people might never do. Or that might be the only time that they do it. It can, ex- um, what's the word I'm looking for? It can exaggerate sometimes what you're feeling inside. So I think if you are, you know, if you are going through uh, some trauma, if you are going through a very, very stressful time, then sometimes those feelings can, they, it can bring them to the surface. But in a way that's okay because it's allowing those feelings to escape because I think we spend our lives trying to suppress our feelings. And I'm talking this from, particularly from a, a, a male perspective, because I know that men, particularly the ones that I've come across and I've worked with are very hard are very uh, it's very difficult for them to express those feelings but I think yeah so don't don't feel don't get freaked out if you suddenly find yourself crying at the end of a class because if there's something deep down inside that's making you feel sad then it may bring it to the surface but again it gives it an outlet it gives it somewhere to go so you know that I, I again just want to put a caveat there in that it Yes, you'll feel good, but it may have the opposite effect if you're feeling a certain way uh, in, to begin with, right? I know when we did the teacher training that there were a lot of tears. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard this actually when we were doing our research with my wife and we, we, we read a lot of reviews and you know, people were talking about this and they did say that it's quite an emotional experience and it does you know, it does bring these these feelings up. So again, that's, that's a, a deeper level. But uh, yeah, just, yeah, I think just go out there, try it you won't regret it. And I think like now, like you said, there's so many options available for free. Now it's very easy to, to access these things. So, um, there's, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing really to lose is there apart from a little bit of time, which, which, which I look at as a, an investment in your, in yourself. And, and it's time to do something for you. It is. And it really is a time to check in on you, see how you're feeling. Cause we're so busy in coping life and doing things constantly Coming to practice yoga is an opportunity to just stop and say, well, how am I doing today? Yeah. When's the last time we've asked ourselves that? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As, as parents, as, as husbands, as wives, as, you know, whatever we are, friends, um, employees, you know, it's always about other people and actually stop and think about, about yourself once in a while. And it's, it's not selfish. It's, it's absolutely it's self-care it's self-preservation you know and i use the analogy uh, the a lot and i'm i don't take i make no apologies for it but you know you go on an airplane and they do a safety demonstration the instructions are put your own life vests on and your own you know oxygen masks on before you help others you know because you need to look after yourself first so you can be there for others because if you don't look after yourself you're not going to be there for those people that rely on you Uh, and i think that's a very very important point um and and that self-preservation side of things um, Elaine, are you so you're, you're doing online classes at the moment? Is it uh, are people free to join? Are they are they can they can they where can they find you to to to, to get involved if they if they're listening to this and they want to start? Okay, yeah, um, you can come along and join. I've got a Facebook page and Instagram page. In touch, you can contact me there. 
Lane Yoga Life. Okay, and what's I'll, I'll link all of this in the in the show notes. And what's your uh, Instagram handle? Same, Elaine Yoga Life. Same. Elaine Yoga Life. Sorry, yeah, okay, so Elaine simple. Yoga Life. <laughs> Perfect. Nice and simple. Okay. So again, I'll link all of this in the show notes and the episode description. Uh, reach out to uh, to Elaine if you're interested. You want to you know, find out a little bit more. I'm sure she'll be uh, happy to to to, uh, to accommodate you. Um, and uh, are you doing, uh, if you've got a regular schedule of classes up there, is that something they'll be able to see when your classes are on? Uh, currently, I'm just teaching on Monday evenings at 6 p.m. Dubai time. Okay. And Wednesday mornings, 8.30 UK time. So, yeah, 11.30, uh, 11.30 Dubai time. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Perfect. Good. Okay, well, I'll link all those links there below, and people can go and uh, check, check, them, check it out for themselves if they, if they choose to. Um, and I, I do encourage you to. Again, you know, I try to bring people onto this, onto this show that I – think you know have a, have a good story to tell um i think are going to be you know good i had julie on because i really like the way that she teaches um I, I wanted to talk to you because i'm really you know i like i love hearing these stories of people that have you know maybe not have ended up you know in this world where they're trying to help others they're doing it, and then and most of doing something for themselves and i think when you've when someone gets into something because for, for the for those reasons it's not just about oh, i want to make loads of money or i want to do this it's it, there's there's a there's a real genuine um what's the word i'm looking for there's a there's a genuine person yeah desire, there's a desire to actually want to help someone yeah. as opposed to i just want to you know look good and i want to you know people to look at me and i think if you're looking for an instructor i think that's that's an important uh, important thing to consider so yeah go check out elaine uh, highly recommend it and um you won't be disappointed elaine thank you very much for joining me today thank you sanjay it was a pleasure to speak to you again. I learned, I learned something about you, which I didn't know before, which was great. And um, we'll, uh, yeah, I look forward to, to following you and seeing your adventures and, and your growth as a, as a yoga practitioner. So uh, thank you again. Thanks, Sanjay. Thank you to Elaine for joining me for this episode. You can follow her on Instagram at Elaine Yoga Life. Elaine is spelt E-L-A-I-N-E. You can view all the show notes for all my episodes on my website, www.stayhull.co.uk forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone that you think might benefit from it. I'd also be very grateful if you could visit Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. It will really help this information reach more and more people. I thank you. And if you're a fitness, health or other wellness professional and you want to be a guest on the show or like Elaine, you have your own personal health and wellness journey that you want to share, then please contact me via email sunjay at stayhole.co.uk and sunjay is spelled S-U-N-J-A-Y or you can get me on Instagram and Twitter, that's at stayholelife or on facebook.com forward slash stayhole. I would love to hear from you. Thank you to Purple Planet for all the music in this episode. And as always, thank you to you for listening. I am forever grateful. And remember to always stay whole.